All right. Welcome, everyone, to today's podcast. We're talking about how to stay motivated to lose weight is one of people's biggest issues. And to be honest, we're not talking about just staying motivated. We're really talking about how to get motivated, right? Because if you know how to truly get motivated, then you can stay motivated as well. So the main thing that I will tell you that I think you're probably making a mistake with is that you can't just focus on the weight as a number. You can't just think about weight the same way you've been thinking about it and not getting the results you want. Okay, we go back to Einstein who said the same level of thinking that created the problem can't solve the problem. So we've got to elevate our mindset. We need to start thinking of this process differently. We can't keep thinking about the same way and expect that all of a sudden magically we're going to get amazing different results. And this goes directly to your motivation. If you're not actively losing weight, it's simply because you're not motivated enough. Now, I know there's other things that can sometimes be factors, but at the end of the day, you want to believe this because you can fix your motivation, right? We, we can't fix you know, insulin resistance, menopause, hormonal issues, thyroid issues necessarily, but you can always fix your motivation. And with the proper motivation, you can get amazing results. So this isn't motivation like rah, rah, let's just do it. That, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about a deep shift in how you think of this process so that you want to consistently do the things that are going to help you achieve the weight and the health that you want to achieve. And so the way we get to that is we start expanding from just a number on a scale or a size clothes we want to be, and we start making this bigger. We start realizing that it's not just the weight, it's the way you're eating, it's how that makes you feel, and it's how that makes you, your, your, how your body is at, where your health's at, that are going to have the biggest impacts on your life, right? And so we're going to reframe what's going on here with your weight and realize that it's it's not, the weight is an effect and so is your quality of life is another effect of how you're consistently eating and living, okay? So your quality of life and your weight are tied together, but they're both reflections. They're both effects of how you're consistently eating and living, and so we're going to recognize that and focus on the quality of your life as one of the main things that's going to shift and change for you here. And I think when you do this properly, you're going to find that you can get way more motivated than just how you look or just the number on a scale. All right. So the way we get to this is really recognizing, again, the two big things is your longevity and your quality of life are directly impacted primarily by what you're eating consistently and how you're living. And so my question to you is how long would you like to live and what quality of life do you want while you're here? And when I say quality of life, yes, how you look is a small part of that, but the bigger part of your quality of life is your energy levels, your mobility, your freedom, your independence, your strength, your flexibility, your stamina, these are the big things, because when you have those things, when you have strength, stamina, independence, freedom, you can do what you want to do. And so we want to start looking at it this way, because this is probably not the way you've been looking at it. OK, again, if you're just focusing on wanting to look better, you're going to get stuck because that's not enough motivation. So the secret to getting and staying motivated is to focus on the deeper effects that your eating and lifestyle have on you, okay? So we're not getting more motivated to lose weight. We're getting more motivated to feel better. 
to simplify what we're talking about here. Because when you eat lighter, when you eat healthier, when you start making healthier lifestyle choices, you start feeling better. You start thinking more clearly. You have more energy. You're more comfortable in your body. You can move easier. You have more independence. Everything in your life that's important to you improves when you start eating healthier and living healthier. Part of that is because the weight goes down, but a bigger part of it is because you instantly start to feel better because you're not overstuffing yourself or putting shit in your body that makes you feel bad. So I hope you're, you're getting what I'm saying. I know this is almost like out of left field because we're so conditioned to think about the weight loss motivation in terms of how you're going to look. And so what I'm telling you is that you need to shift that focus. Okay. You can still want to look better too, by the way. I'm not saying that you, you get rid of that. Keep that. What I'm saying is add more motivation onto that. That ain't enough motivation, okay? So as you start finding other reasons that you're going to feel better, that you're going to live better, that you're going to be better, you're going to add onto that motivation. Because what you've been doing most likely is subconsciously you want to lose weight so that you can look better. And that's not enough motivation. So we need to reach out and find more. So I hope this helps you out. And if you take a little bit of time and reflect on these things I've been talking about, you'll start to realize, wow, everything that's important to me will get better and it is, is worse if, if I don't take care of it, but it gets better if I start eating healthier, living healthier, okay? So, so look for the bigger picture on this and I think you're gonna find that you can start tapping to a lot more motivation and the more motivated you are, the easier the whole process becomes, okay? So I wish you the best with this. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. And get to answering them. Let's start a little late today. I usually like to get going at noon, but what can you do? <laughs> it's been a tough couple of weeks uh, getting started on time. But that's how it is sometimes. I was talking, we had a coaching group yesterday, and it's not, I mean, you're probably dealing with this yourself, folks, right? I mean, there's almost like a little bit of a letdown this time of year because you probably kicked off January wanting to live healthier, eat healthier, whatever it may be. And you focused on that and you did it. And now there's a little bit of a, a lull. <laughs> Lucy in LA. Everything you're saying makes sense. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> everything I do, everything I say makes a lot of sense. You know, I really believe that. I'll tell you, I'm reading a book and it's called Ultra Processed People. Super good book. I love it. I love it. Except <laughs> I get to this one part and this, this guy's really smart. He's probably a PhD, I would suspect. He's referencing all PhDs. And these people are all so smart. You know what I mean? Like, like, I think they're just brilliant. However, I also think that they're so specialized. You know what I mean? Like they study their little thing. And he'll make comments like, you know, what dictates your weight is your genetics and environment. And it's like, that's not it though, right? No one brings up the mindset piece. I mean, this guy's talking about everything. And I agree with 90% of it until you get to this point where it's like, you, you, I don't even know if this person realizes it, but it's, it's like, I guess what I'm getting at, the reason you triggered that thought in my head is that what I've been doing is working on a holistic level. Like I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions, probably getting close to six now. I've been doing this for 20 years and I work with regular people on the core aspects that actually create results. You know, how do you actually get weight loss results? It's not a plan. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a personal trainer. So you're not going to come work with me and say, okay, here's your plan. Now go screw, go follow it, get out of my office, right? Because I mean, that's kind of what they're doing. I, I hate to say it, you know, but it's like, you're always being told what to do and no one's ever showing you how to get yourself to do it. And as you start to realize, holy shit, 
there's so much money in weight. It's certainly trying to get you to overeat, but then there's so many awesome, great, amazing people and money on the other side of it, trying to understand obesity and no one ever gets to the mindset piece. I mean, it is unbelievable to me. And so here I am on the ground floor, you know, just a guy who went through his own process using hypnosis, NLP, a lot of the things I learned, and I got such incredible results, I started helping other people. So my background is different. And I, I, you know, for 20 years, 30 years, really, but 20 years professionally, sometimes you get a little intimidated. You see these PhDs saying what the, oh, this, this is the thing, this is the thing. And I guess I've done it long enough now to truly believe in what I'm saying. I, I've just seen it work so much now that I, I put myself up against a PhD. <laughs> I truly will, because I work with a lot of people on the, I'm in the trenches you know, because everyone in the weight loss thing's telling you what to do. No one's helping you actually get yourself to do it. And so if you work with people to actually help them change and stick with things, what very clearly comes to the forefront is not that they need to know what to eat. It's that you need to work on these soft skills of weight mastery, which are the mindset pieces. How are you thinking about food? How are you thinking about your weight? How do you think about yourself? How are you talking to yourself all day long? What are you saying? And how's that impacting the choices you make? What strategies do you have at your disposal to eat well, to master your weight? And no one's talking about this shit. Like, I swear, I swear. I'm not saying no one. I know some people are, but it is it is real, real in the minority when it comes to weight. So I'm happy to be able to do what I do. I, I'm feeling grateful. I don't know. I just had an awesome coaching call. I see Jody was on here and I don't know who else is on from the coaching calls, but last night was awesome. And it just keeps getting better and better, you know? So anyways, I'm glad you're liking it, Lucy, too. So that makes me happy. Erica says, how crucial is exercise to the process? I'm doing great with food, but haven't had exercise in yet. Yeah, and you don't need to, Erica. I, I, now that I will say this out of the book I was reading. I like this study. How about this one? That they've done a study. You're not going to believe this. I didn't believe it, but it's, it's true according to these studies. You know, these dudes do study this stuff intensely. Is that, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> Thanks, Marcy. That people in primitive societies, hunter-gatherer societies, they don't burn any more calories than we do now in our modern society, right? Because that's the story, right? That was the story that, that that's what caused the obesity epidemic is that now we work office jobs and we used to work physical jobs. And so we're burning less calories, right? But they went and they studied hunter-gatherers and they found out that what happens is, yes, they expend a lot of energy hunting and gathering, but then they way make up for it by completely relaxing, and so what we do is we're, we're going more. So your body kind of handles the energy expenditures very similar to it handles your breathing and oxygen levels <laughs> subconsciously, you know, unconsciously. And so they, they, you know, exercising, it has benefits mood wise, muscle wise, you know what I mean? There's benefits for sure. But in terms of losing weight, you know, now, now I'm just, I just read that. So that's interesting in my head, but I've been saying this forever that if you want to lose weight, I would suggest the much better approach is to master your eating because the exercising, again, I'm not knocking exercising. Hear what I'm saying. I think exercising is great, but I think when you're starting and you haven't exercised and you haven't eaten well in a long time, you're going to get way better bang for your buck by focusing on the eating. Simply, it takes a minute to eat 500 calories and it takes an hour to burn it. You know what I mean? Mathematically, you're getting way more bang for your buck with the food you mastery, and it sets you up for long-term success because as you get older, it gets harder and harder to exercise at extreme levels. 
but the eating, you'll still have a mastery over that and you'll still have your strategies. So again, I exercise is fine, but not to burn calories and get them off. Okay. Because what happens when people start exercising and they haven't to lose weight, typically first is there's always an opposite effect of exercising as well. So if you start exercising all of a sudden, A, you're going to be more tired. You're not used to exercising. Now you're going to be tireder. You're going to be hungrier. Okay. So you start burning those calories. Now your body needs to rebuild. So you're going to be hungrier and you're, there's a good chance you're going to get hurt, you know? And so, and then there's the licensing effect, which is basically this cognitive bias we all have. When we do something good, moral, virtuous, we tend to follow it up by doing something less moral, virtuous. And so when we, the diet thing or the workout thing is, oh, I went to the gym and I burned 500 calories. So I'm going to have that donut. You know, and in reality, only burn 200 calories and the donut is 250 calories. So, so that's another thing to deal with as well. So now that's, that's a bit of my bias is I don't love working out. Okay. I remember I was 19. I was like, I want to lose this weight. I'm not going to work out. And I remember it was a glorious day because I said, screw it. I hate working out. I'm not doing it. I was like, I'm going to focus on my eating. And that's the best decision weight wise I've ever made. And so that's that. I think it's not crucial at all to exercise to lose weight. It, It comes down to changing your eating. And changing your reading comes down to changing your mindset, is my opinion. Lucy says, I fell off the wagon and I can't get up. I was focused. Now I'm lost. Well, you know, Lucy, that kind of languaging makes me think that you're kind of an all or nothing thinker when it comes to your weight, which is what most people are. And so, you know, this all or nothing thing is really mindset wise is probably the worst mindset you could have to master your weight because your weight's not an all or nothing thing. You know, you've been, listen, I always say this, but it's like the diet industry has turned your brains into mashed potatoes when it comes to weight loss, you know, truly, truly. And I don't say that offensively. It's just that we've been conditioned. Holy shit. There was such a great thing. I'll have to read it to you later, but it's, it's just, I can't wait to read that book, but you just don't realize how conditioned you are when it comes to eating and weight related things. But yeah, fell off the wagon and I can't get up. So when we do all or nothing thinking, which I'm guessing is what you did, Lucy, and if you want to correct me, feel free to. But if you're doing all or nothing thinking when it comes to your weight loss, let's think about this. You're doing nothing and then all of a sudden you're doing all, right? So you're doing nothing for the last year and now you're going to 1200 calories, no carbs, no sugar. I'm going to count every point. I'm going to exercise every day, right? You do some extreme thing. You go from all nothing to all. And then you make a mistake and now you go back to nothing. And so one of the things that's kind of embedded into the all or nothing thinking that makes it really hard is that once you fall off the wagon and you go back to nothing, it's this huge, you know what I mean? You're looking way, oh my God, it just, it just feels overwhelming. You could do it January 1st, right? That's when you were on the wagon, right? January 1st came along and uh, you were great for a couple of weeks and now you fell off the wagon. And now you look to get back on the wagon. It's this monumental thing. And you can't get the energy or the focus or motivation to do it. And you probably won't, to be honest, because you only get that motivated a couple times a year, if that, you know. So what's the alternative? I would suggest the alternative is become all or something. And so, yeah, you'll be all sometimes. But most of the time we're playing this game, folks. Sorry to disappoint you, because I know you just want to lose weight as quick as you can. But that is, you know, fine. Yeah, hey, if you know how to lose weight quickly and that's what you you want to do that, then then go ahead and lose weight quickly. I'm not the guy for you. I'm I'm not going to help you with that. But you go and lose weight quickly. And then I, I wish you the best. <laughs> if you find that you can't lose weight quickly because you keep doing things and then falling off track and you, you're not getting anywhere, then you come back and let's talk about being all or something. And all or something says, okay, from now on, I'm never going to be nothing. 
I'm always going to do something. I'm always going to keep one foot in the wagon, even if I'm getting dragged. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I'll be all, but most of the time I'm playing this game. And so now what happens is you kind of fall off the wagon, and you get to nothing. And I was like, let's do something. I'll just keep my water habit. I'll keep my, my healthy breakfast. I'll keep my walks, you know, and you keep that going. And then what happens is you start getting consistent is then you say, I'm going to get a little bit better with something, then a little bit better with something. And now I'm really, I'm going to go all for a couple of weeks. Okay. And now I'm back to something. Do you see what I mean? This is the way. The all or nothing thing's not. The all or nothing thing is like, you just keep repeating the same phase over and over. When you're all or nothing, you're all for a couple days or weeks, and then you go back to being nothing. And then a couple months go by, and then, or years. And then you go, okay, that's got to do it again. And then you do the same thing for a little while. And you just keep repeating that, that couple days or couple weeks where you're perfect, and then go back to how you always are. Nothing changes. You could be doing that for decades at this point you know, and nothing's going to change with it. So you've got to change the way you're approaching it is the secret there. So Marcy. Yep. Paula says last night was awesome. It really was. That was, that was a very good coaching call. I got to say that was one of the good ones. Hi, Jim. Have you coached anybody who didn't progress as they wanted? And do you see any trends with what held any of your clients back? Thanks so much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. What gets in people's way, I believe is Two things. It's always mindset. It's always, always mindset. And so, and first of all, I'm not going to like this. Again, this is where I, I take my oath of honesty. I don't have to bullshit you because I'm not selling anything here. I sell things, but I'm not selling them here. And I don't care if you buy them or not. Most people that work with me don't progress the way they want to. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that there's a thing, there's a cognitive bias we all have, which is called the planning fallacy. All right. And what this means is, Again, our brain is, is wired to conserve energy. It's one of the organizing principles of our brain. So when we think about weight loss, our brain just goes, okay, I'm going to start now and I'm going to do everything perfect. I'm going to get to my goal in three months, six months, whatever. And we just think we're at a straight line of success. And that's just not the way it goes. So I'm always trying to influence my, my people like this, you know, when I'm coaching them, that this is a forever process. It's like learning the piano. You never, you never just learn it. There's always more to do. And once you get your head around that, it, it actually, ironically, makes it an easier process, right? I swear, most of your challenge with weight is that you're trying to do it too quickly. You're putting this artificial pressure on yourself that is screwing you more than anything else. I truly believe that. Your, your impatience and your rush to lose the weight causes you to you do extreme things. And so you only think about weight loss in a short-term time frame. It's insidious. The diet industry is is. Goddamn insidious. The food industry is too, but the diet industry, especially because all the diets you're referencing, the ways you think about losing weight are all the food companies. You don't know this probably, but Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. The company owns Atkins Food Products, the same company owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. The company owns SlimFast, the same company owns Ben and Jerry's ice cream. They're getting you coming and going. And I say it's insidious with the diets because you're trying to get help. You're trying to learn how to lose weight, but you're learning from the company owned Ben and Jerry's. And all they give a shit about is selling more fucking ice cream to you. So do you think they're really going to show you strategies that help you to eat less of their bullshit? I don't. And I think that when you look at the, the facts and, and the obesity rates, it kind of proves that point. So people have an artificially short time frame for their weight loss, which translates also into unrealistic expectations. And I'm here to tell you that, you know, again, no one's saying this in the weight loss industry, because how do you sell weight loss products? If you don't know, you, and of course, you know, because you've been exposed to millions of ads 
weight loss ads in your life. And every weight loss ad is you're going to lose, you're going to go before and after picture in this amount of time. It's always about how fast it's going to happen. And so you think about weight loss as this temporary thing instead of this lifelong process, like brushing your teeth, you know? It's like, oh, I got a new process of brushing your teeth. I'll get it once. Once and you're done. Once a month, all you have to do. Oh, you know, that ain't going to happen. You got to brush your teeth every day and just got to wrap your head around that. And so the weight mastery is the same thing. So I find that, that people don't get the results they want. They can't let go of that impatience. Because the, the quote that I always say to people now is that, you know, people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. And you're always putting out fires when it comes to your weight loss. You're always trying to do extreme short-term things to lose the weight instead of creating a firm foundation of weight mastery. And so I would say people that can't get their head around that are the ones that struggle, that I work with, okay? Now, luckily, I will say, when I do private coaching, I've gotten very good at smoking that out. And uh, when it comes to the group program, people join, and I don't, I don't speak with them. But I, again, I, I, a lot of people that join my program, they, they watch my podcast, you know, so they're familiar with what I'm doing, you know, but I'm the anti-diet. I'm the anti-fast weight loss guy. And- you know, I know he's, if I can't lose weight fast, flip, next, next. <laughs> Let me get to the fast weight loss. Let me get to the Ozempic guy, <laughs> you know. But uh, I, I think that that's probably the biggest thing. So I think you need to change that time frame. SB says, start by walking. Yep, walking's always great. Yep, Jody says, yes, Paul, I agree. Coaching was awesome last night. We had a great crew. We really do. We got a great group right now. So yeah, if, if anyone, if you are thinking about going, we got a, we got a really good crew right now, for sure. Um, it's really, it's really fun. Thanks for exercise info. I'd rather stay focused on healthy eating for now until I'm more solid there. Yeah, exactly, Erica. That's exactly the way you should do it. You know, really get, because that's the other piece too, is that the di- dieters always underestimate what it is to change your eating. It, it is tremendous. It's a tremendous undertaking to change your eating. It's like, you know that, but you don't know that, right? The idea that you're going to start your keto plan tomorrow and not eat any carbs for how long? For what? How long are you going to go? Because it's it's so overwhelming to come. Because I always joke, like, like the diets are always set up. To, it's the one thing, right? It says, oh, just, just stop eating carbs. Just, 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 it's one thing. Can't do that. <laughs> they make it sound so simple, right? But the flip side of just stop eating carbs for most Americans is completely change the way that you eat. You know, and that sounds a little more daunting, but that's a more accurate representation of what's going on. So it takes a lot of energy to change your eating. There's the logistics of eating new food. There's deciding and planning on what new foods you're going to eat. Again, there's planning them so you have them ready at the right times. There's a lot to go with, you know? And so, yeah, I would fixate on my eating before I started working on the exercising any any serious capacity. Otherwise, I think you waste your time, you know? Lucy says yes and yes. I, it was, it was, yeah. I've been a yo-yo dieter. Yeah, exactly, Lucy, right? So you just see it, it's the same pattern over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. I, I always, I mean, that's what I get because everyone's like that. Everyone who's trying to lose weight is pretty much a yo-yo dieter. Why? Because that's what you've been conditioned to think as, you know? You've been, con- you've been conditioned, you've been brainwashed, hypnotized by the diet and food industries to be a yo-yo dieter. And so that's what you do. And you do this all or nothing thing where you're perfect for a week and you're back to doing nothing for a year. Bad math. You know, it's never going to work. So instead of changing everything at once, I'll give an example of an alternative, right? We always learn through contrast. And so with Program Yourself, then 
we don't change all of our eating all at once. You know, this is why it's slower weight loss. It's we change really like one, two things at a, at a time max. We do the worst and first strategy. You focus on your worst eating habit that you have, the worst one that shows up multiple times a week. You focus on that for a while until you get strategies to figure it out. And then you you focus, if you have extra energy, then you focus on your first eating of the day. Whatever your first meal of the day is, focus on optimizing it. Make it as nutritious and as healthy as you possibly can. And that's more than enough, Lucy. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's more than enough to focus on at a time. All right? And, oh, no, that's not, I'm not going to lose weight quick enough. Well, you get what you get then. You know, you know what I mean? I, I can't say it anymore. You get what you get. If you want to change everything all at once, I think you're not going to change anything ever is what I think, you know, but who am I? <laughs> what do I know? What causes this yo-yo weight loss? What causes yo-yo weight loss is yo-yo eating, <laughs> right? It's like, good Lord, keto is the dumbest shit. I got to tell you, if, if you keto people, listen, I get it. We got to cut down refined carbs in this society. Yes. Do you need to cut out carbs completely? No, no. And I don't think it's a good idea. My wife put a video on the other day, and this was a fascinating one. This guy did, he looked back in history and he categorized people as either low carb, low fat diet gurus. Okay. Now we know for a fact, they did a study just a couple of years ago. It was a huge study between low fat and low carb. And the results are the same. When people are following the plan, the results are pretty similar. Um, maybe low carb might get a little bit more weight loss in the short term. But so they looked at this big picture of like last hundred years of diet gurus, low carb, low fat, and they looked at the lifespans of these people. And so, again, you know, I don't know how accurate the study was and all the rest of it. It seemed like he took a lot of things into account, but the low carb people had substantially lower lifespans, shorter lifespans than the low fat people. So I don't think giving up carbs completely makes a lot of sense when it comes to your longevity and health. Now, I don't talk a lot about nutrition, but I just thought I'd throw that out there. But anyways, yo-yo dieting, um, yo-yo weight loss is, is the result of yo-yo eating. And so all of a sudden you say, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do no carbs. Well, how long you need no carbs for? You want to live the rest of your life never eating a carb? Is that what you want? Is that the life you want to lead? Is it? Because <laughs> you got to ask that question. See what I mean? Like if we're just looking at weight loss, we think that getting to our goal weight is the finish line. Hey, I did it. Whoop. I got to my goal weight. Great. Yeah. Well, who gives a shit? <laughs> I mean that too, because how many times you lost the weight and then put it back on? Are you happy that you lost the weight? You living in the glory days when you lost the weight or do you feel frustrated and annoyed that you put the weight back on? And I already know the answer. So the goal, the finish line is not to get to your goal weight. Your goal weight when you get there is the starting line because the real goal is not to lose weight. It's to live at your goal weight. That's what you want. It may, it's, it, if it sounds the same to you, you need to take a step and go sit in a chair quietly and think about that because they're two completely different things. One, the finish line is getting to the goal weight and the other one, the finish line is living the rest of your life at your goal weight, which is what you want. I always say your, your goal is not to lose weight. It's to get to your goal weight and then live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. That's the full goal. That's what we say in Program Yourself did a million times. And if you start orienting around that goal, you're going to find that it's a completely different process. And the biggest piece of that is that you're going you're gonna to need different strategies. Because the strategy of never eating a carb again, I mean, I don't know why I got to say it. I don't give a shit if you lose more weight in the first month on keto. Because I know keto people, 
And how many times have you started your keto plan in your life? You know what? Who's here that's done keto and still believes in it? If you could put the number of times you've started and stopped keto, I would love to know. Could you share that with me? No shame. I'm not going to bust your chops about it. I'm just curious. If you've done keto in your life, how many times have you started and stopped it? Which brings us to the main problem with keto is that no one wants to stick with it. It's not the weight loss in the short term that's the problem. It's the compliance long term. No one wants to live a keto life. I'm not saying no one. There's always outliers. I'm talking about you. You don't want to live a keto lifestyle, which is totally fine. This is why you've done it probably 20, 30, 40 times, you know? And so again, it's not about how we lose weight because we can do anything crazy to lose weight, but you can't do crazy shit to maintain it for the rest of your life. You need to have rock solid, foundationally strong strategies to maintain and live at your weight. That's why I sit in front of you. I lost 50 pounds, but who gives a shit? I don't care that the weight loss don't get focused on that. The important thing that I think is, is the, the bigger thing to focus on is that I've lived at the exact same weight for 30 years after the weight loss. I had one blip 12 years ago. That's what I'm talking about. You got to focus on consistency, not on just rapid weight loss. Yeah. Kathy Ann says, when I don't see progress, I give up. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. It has to be said a thousand times. That's what I mean, right? And, but, you know, and I, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm, not, I'm not picking on you because there's a lot of people that don't want to put a number in, and, but I get it. But it's like, th- here's what I'm saying. This is the human mind. Is it just, it does what it did, even, even if it didn't work, okay? And so you think you would have got onto it like after a hundred times. You know, but but again, that's how misled we've been with weight loss in this society. And it's it's unbelievable. So again, that, I mean, that's why I do these. But anyways, let me just say this real quick. If you're not in my world, get in my world. Go to my bio. If you're on TikTok, go to my bio. Click the link that's there. It's for a free hypnosis session. It's called the New Thin Me. Um, it's 10-minute sessions, kickstart session. And I give you a training, three steps to master your weight. Please watch that. It's about a half hour, but it'll give you a completely different concept and kind of approach to master your weight. So, so I, I strongly recommend you go and watch that if you're serious. Yeah, Kathy, and I, I don't see progress. I give up, right? That's everyone, you know, but the, the, the secret to getting around that is what are you measuring? How are you measuring your progress? And what dieters are always measuring is the scale. That's the only thing they're measuring. Program yourself, then we're measuring our behavior. Did you change up the behavior? Did you make progress on that worst habit of yours? Did you have some insight today? Did you realize something? Did your strategy that you were working out yesterday work today? Did you optimize your first meal of the day? Did you get forward with that? Oh, great. Good. Let's move on to the next thing. Do you see? It's systematic and we're looking at what we're doing. Weight loss, by the way, Kathy Ann, remember this, all you dieters, that weight loss is extremely unpredictable and uncertain in the short term completely. I can put two, three, four pounds on in one day, 24 hours, salt, stress, eating bullshit. It just, I don't know. If you not notice this folks, you may not notice it because you may be doing the worst thing you can do, which is weighing yourself once a week. <laughs> if you only weigh yourself once a week, you don't even know what your body's doing. I, you don't need to use a scale. I'm, I like the scale me personally, but if you are going to use the scale, I strongly suggest you weigh yourself every day so you start to understand how your body weight fluctuates day to day, you know, because it fluctuates if you don't know. And so, you know, is there anything more cruel that you could do to yourself if you weigh yourself once a week and it just happens that you were down the first week 
right? You're down like two pounds, just, I don't know, for whatever reason. And uh, the next week you go and weigh yourself and now you're up two pounds because you, you know, ate some salt yesterday, right? And I said, holy shit, I ate weigh- well all week and now I'm four pounds up. Right? And, but then if you weighed yourself the next day, you'd be two pounds down. Do you know what I mean? Like, again, if you're going to weigh yourself, geez, I hope you do it more regularly. But yeah, I get it, Kathy. And that's why you got to find other things to measure your progress by. It can't just be the weight. User 5348, this resonates with me, gained and lost the same 40 pounds 10 times. Yeah. And what happens there, right? And so a lot of people have done that, right? The same 40 pounds 10 times. The problem you have now is that you can't even get yourself motivated to do anything. You're completely apathetic because now you've created the belief and why not? You're not stupid. Now you believe like, what's the fucking point? What's the fucking point? Let me go through all that, all that difficulty just so I put the weight back on. I'd rather just, just skip it. And you think about weight loss 24 hours a day, but you don't do anything to make it happen now. I I know, you know? And so how do you change that? Well, it ain't by doing the same shit that hasn't worked. I'll tell you that because your brain now knows no keto, no more keto. We're done. We're done with keto. All done with that. And now you don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, folks, understand this, that all the diets are the same. It doesn't matter if it's keto, low fat, Mediterranean, Weight Watchers, intermittent fasting, counting calories. I don't give a shit what you're doing. It's all the same process. It's you consciously trying to force yourself to follow some plan. And it's a shit ass strategy. I'm not saying it doesn't work. I learned from all the diets. I think they all, almost all of them have some pretty good ideas to them. But I take what works for me and I discard the rest and service. I'm always creating a one size fits one plan for me. Okay. And so what I'm focused on though, what I help people with, it ain't knowing, like, I'm not gonna give you a weight loss plan. Program yourself then. We do have a structure. I do believe you need to structure your reading. That That's the one, I always say that, that there's no right or wrong when it comes to your weight loss. There's only what works for you. The one exception is I do believe you have got to structure your reading in some way. Okay. But you've got to structure it in a way that works for you. You, your whole weight loss career have been trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. You're trying to force yourself to do shit that you hate. And it's no wonder you can't stick with it. So there is an alternative where you figure out what works for you. Okay. And so we do a five, two model, five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. It's just a philosophy. So you can tweak those numbers. I start out with one day of clean eating, six days of pleasure eating, and you, you could work your way up, but it's all built around you. And program yourself. Then we have the weight mastery blueprints, mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint, and it's fill in the blank. So you fill it in with your information because you are a unique, one of a kind snowflake, a beautiful, unique being. So if someone that you've never met and doesn't know you tells you what to eat, what the fuck? Would you let me tell you how to dress, what movies to watch, what music to listen to? You're going to let someone tell you how to eat for the rest of your life? Why would you do that? It's never going to work. You know, so what's the alternative? Well, the alternative, I I can't explain it all here quick enough, but user 5348, you make sure, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session. But as soon as you sign up for it, it takes a couple minutes to send it to you. Watch the training. I I lay out a different way to approach this. And I think if you think anything I'm saying is making any sense, (laughs) the the training makes a lot more sense because it's a systematic presentation. You know what I mean? Here, I'm kind of flip-flopping all over the place. But yeah, if you if you lost the same weight over multiple times, folks, and you can't get yourself motivated now, it's because your brain knows that dieting doesn't work. And so now it's protecting you from more pain. Because the only thing worse than not losing weight is losing it and then gaining it all back. Because now you got the, you're in the same spot, but now you got a big heaping of disappointment and failure on top of it. 
you know? So you need a different approach to doing it. And luckily on the flip side, I will say, now let's positively reframe your, your weight loss and gain your yo-yoing is that you've got a lot of wisdom. You really do. You, you have a good sense of what works and what doesn't work for you. The problem is that you're never paying attention to that because you're just like, oh, I like the keto. Keto hasn't worked a thousand times. But during those times when you lost 40 pounds, you have acquired a lot of strategies. You're not utilizing any of them, <laughs> but you've acquired a lot of wisdom and strategies about how to how to lose weight and how to eat better and live better. You're, you're not using any of it, though. It just sucks. You know, that's why I, that's my favorite client. So I, got, I got one now. I don't know if he's on here, but John, he's, uh, you know, he's a career dieter. This guy's been dieting for, for 30, 40 years. Intermittent fasting. He's, he said that he joined January 1st, you know, and he goes, he goes, I was this close to starting my intermittent fasting keto plan again, you know, and uh, luckily he found me, you know, and so what we're doing now is we're making use of all his experience, you know, as opposed to just jumping back into a whole system that doesn't work for you, which has no flexibility. Okay. If you want to know what's going to work for you, the biggest indicator of a plan that works long term, you know what it is? What's the biggest indicator of a diet plan that's going to work long term? This has been studied and proven. It's the rigidness of the diet plan, okay? The more rigid the plan is, the less likely you're going to succeed with it long-term. You have got to have flexibility within your plan. And I know that's breaking your brain because you can't think about how to lose weight on a meal plan and have flexibility. You notice that? That's because the diet industry doesn't want you to lose weight. The diet industry is the food companies. They want you to be right where you are, giving them, the, giving them your money to buy their shitty food and then giving them your money to try and figure out how to lose weight a thousand fucking times. And it never works. Okay. So yeah. Anyways, <laughs> did you think the time you eat has anything to do with it? The time you eat? Well, that's a good question. And it doesn't, it doesn't. And what I mean by that is if I put you in like a lab, if I took control of your calories, Okay. And um, you're in jail. You're in jail and I'm in control of your food. And I don't feed you until two in the morning. I wake up at two in the morning, and give you your calories, but it's the same amount of calories you always eat. You're not going to gain any weight. Okay. So it's not a function of, it always comes down to the amount of calories you're eating, but there's a lot of factors that influence the amount of calories you eat. So if you're eating at midnight, you've been working all day and you're up at midnight eating, that eating is probably not going to be as good as the eating that happens in the morning when you first wake up for a number of factors and varieties, okay? So it, it always comes down to the amount of calories you're consuming, but when you eat your calories does seem to have an impact for certain people on how much they're going to eat. So I hope that makes sense, okay? But the time itself, there's nothing magical about a certain time, okay? I did keto once for maybe two and a half years, but missed beer. If I ever give up beer, we'll be back on. Yeah, yeah. But see, I'm bear. I mean, what if you, what if you, see, this is what I mean. It's this idea that you need to be in ketosis, you know? It's like, good Lord, if you think you need to be in ketosis to lose weight, never mind the weight, you got bigger issues. <laughs> You'll see. I mean, you, you don't, you don't have to be in ketosis to lose weight. Do you know, you know, ketosis was a diet that was originally created for epileptics. It, it, there's no society on the earth that's ever lived in ketosis consistently, right? There's some Eskimo, you know, societies that live in ketosis part of the year because all they eat is whale blubber and, and, you know, but it's like, you don't have to be all or nothing with it, right? What would happen, I'm bear, if you still drank beer, but then you, you, you cut down on the carbs, the refined carbs, right? Wouldn't you be better off with your weight? Then you, then you would be, again, is it an all or nothing thing? And I don't know. I don't know enough about what you're doing here to know that. But so often, I mean, the all or nothing is, is the, the rule, 
pretty much for dieters. And so, well, I'd, I'd, I'd be completely keto if it weren't for the beer. But I'm going to drink beer and I'm going to eat everything else too, right? Now, again, I get it, right? One thing kind of leads to another. I get that. But a lot of people never really truly consider the possibility that they could drink beer and be keto-ish. Now, keto-ish, I'm all about, folks. I'm keto-ish in a sense, right? I, I am very aware of refined grains. I don't eat. I do my best to not eat flour during the week. I, I really, I don't eat much flour. I don't eat much refined carbs, you know? Now, carbs in the in the form of vegetables, you know, whole starches, whole grains, I have no problem with that. Okay, but but anyways, you know, so so we can be keto-ish, maybe a better option for you, Amber. Um, Erica says, did keto once, I felt awful and I couldn't stay on it at all. Yeah, well, er- Erica, I'm, I'm happy for you, you only did it once. <laughs> it's better than doing it a thousand times, feeling awful, oh, this will pass, then I'll stick with it. Yeah, meat and cheese for life. <laughs> Right. And again, I'm not knocking it. By the way, understand this, please, too, that, that again, my, my golden rule in programming yourself is there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. OK, so if keto works great for you and you love it, then I work with pe- people all the time. I've worked with tons of people that are keto carnivore. I'm program yourself then is diet agnostic. I don't give a shit what diet you want to do. OK, I'm not foisting my diet on you because my diet's for me. Your diet should be for you. I'm just saying if you have tried it and it hasn't resonated with you, I'm saying you, hey, you, you don't have to do that. You know, the diet industry sells you this bullshit that keto is the only way to lose weight. Intermittent fasting is the only way to lose weight. Uh, 1200 calories is the only way to lose weight. Tracking your calories is the only way to lose weight, you know, and it's fucking bullshit. There's 8 billion people on the planet. There's a million ways to lose weight. It all comes down to how do you reduce your calorie consumption consistently? And there's a million ways to do that. And if you start approaching it with that mindset and you say, what's the easiest way for me to start reducing my calorie consumption? And you start systematically and strategically reducing your calorie consumption, you're going to end up in a much better place than, than going all in on these crazy plans that you can't stick with. You know, you never get a foundation under you. That's what we need is a foundation. What do you feel about fat liberation? Fat liberation. I've not heard it put that way. Is that is that like like body positivity? Let me look this up. I, I have not heard the term fat liberation, but let's find out. Liberation. The fat acceptance movement is a social movement which seeks to eliminate the social stigma of obesity. Yeah, I'm for it and against it. Okay. I I one thousand percent am behind the idea that you should not feel ashamed or guilty or you're disappointed about your weight. I don't think you should take your weight on as an identity, okay? I don't think you should be treated any differently. That's what I believe. But on the other side of it, I don't think it's a healthy, for for most people, you know, again, if if we're talking about BMI chart, let's stick with that. If we're talking about normal weight into the next level above overweight, you can be pretty healthy. The the, the statistics show that that that's that's where you're going to be healthiest, okay? Longevity wise, you know, avoiding morbidity, you know, towards the end of life. When you start getting towards severely overweight, obese, it's it's completely associated and linked with all kinds of health issues and shorter lifespan. So I'm not behind that. And it makes me think of what I read today, which I thought was so interesting. I've never heard it put this way. And this might be the best thing I've read in a long time. What's going on with our food and weight is just like what was going on with the cigarettes in the 50s. Okay. The cigarette companies want to sell cigarettes and the food companies want to sell you food. And the most profitable food on the planet is ultra-processed food. It's not meat. 
It's not vegetables. It's not greens. It's ultra processed foods. It's cheapest to make and it's the most addictive. Okay. And so what the cigarette companies did, especially in like the 60s, because in the 60s, you know, now we start to have studies. Now we start to put things together and realize, oh, the cigarettes are linked with cancer and early mortality. And so what the cigarette companies did is they would fund other studies and they would start to confuse us because you start to see these other studies. Do you feel that way a bit with the food? Right? Because part of your struggle is you don't know what the fuck to do. I don't know what to do. Last week, this was good. This week, it's awful. That last week, I was supposed to do this. And now this week, I'm supposed to do this. I don't know what to do. Exactly. And the, the way this guy put this in the book is he said, what the food companies are doing, that includes Coca-Cola, all, all the big ones, is he put this metaphor. He goes, it's like you have a jigsaw puzzle. And he goes, they keep putting more and more pieces that look like they fit in the puzzle into the box. Right. And so what happens, you can't even figure out how to put this puzzle together now because now you got all these pieces. You, you can't get yourself straight. And me thinks that the fat liberation thing, I think it's I would bet that somewhere in the background, there's some food company behind it, some, you know, some nefarious things. Do I do I think everyone should be respected and feel good about themselves? One thousand percent, regardless of your weight. And I think feeling shame about yourself prevents you from losing weight anyways. But do I think being obese is a smart health choice? No, I've never seen any evidence that that's a good choice. And I don't think it leads to a high quality of life. So I think it affects mobility. It affects your the system of your body. It costs a lot. It usually reduces quality of life. So I think that that's something that overshoots is my opinion on it. Now, that being said, I think your weight is, is a personal choice. You can weigh whatever you want. It's one of the few freedoms we truly have in life. You can weigh what you want to weigh. And so I honor anyone's. I've worked with so many people. I've not worked with them. But when they come to me, I said, do we really want to lose weight? Because you don't have to lose weight. I say, you know, I'm kind of happy where I am. Great. I'm not trying to talk people into losing weight, you know. But I think, I don't think the idea that that being obese, it, it just, it's not healthy. And, and I I don't know why. If we get to a point where I can't say that out loud, now we've entered funhouse mirror territory, okay? So I think we need to kind of simultaneously treat people that are overweight better because I do think that the way we treat people that are dealing with overweight issues and obesity, I think that they're, it's like one of the last prejudices that's accepted, you know, that and height. <laughs> I find it for, for a society that's becoming enlightened at the speed of light. I find how we treat people that are overweight deplorable. It, it, it's awful. And so it upsets me just as much. But I don't think the answer is to start acting like it, it's healthy. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a fine line we walk with it. So I don't think the answer you're looking for, but that's kind of my thoughts on that whole thing. Kathy Ann says, been thin my whole life, never had an issue with weight until menopause now feels impossible to lose. Okay, so with... <laughs> ma'am says slay almond daddy that's bullshit too i get these dipshits on here i have nothing to do with eating disorders you know and the idea that if you talk about weight this kind of goes almost with the other thing right because you get so wrapped up it's unfair that people that are overweight are treated the way they are so you get upset about it then you hear some guy talking about weight loss oh you know he just wants everyone to be thin he's, he's promoting eating disorders Again, it's a fine line and we're not, we're not a nuanced society. Let's be honest, right? We're conditioned to be black or white thinkers and it's very difficult to find meat in the gray areas, but whatever. But uh, yeah, Kathy Ann, what I would say to you with menopause, and I say this to anyone who's dealing with a physical aspect that's affecting their weight, menopause, insulin resistance, thyroid issues, hormonal issues, anything on that, that ballpark of physical medications, when you're dealing with a physical challenge to your weight that's changing the way your body's functioning, 
I think it's extra important. I think this is important for everyone, but extra important for you that you've got to add in a lifestyle component to your weight mastery. Okay. So again, the weight mastery pyramid is mindset, lifestyle, then eating. Most people that want to lose weight just focus on the eating. And when you start having physical challenges, I, I think it's, I don't, I don't know if it's absolutely essential, but it's right about there where the lifestyle piece comes in because and what do I mean by lifestyle? Let me be specific. I'm talking about eight habits specifically in order of importance, in my opinion. Sleeping, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. If you start weaving these into your life, they have an impact on you physically that starts to at least be able to counteract some of the impacts that are negatively happening from the menopause, insulin resistance, hormone, thyroid stuff. Okay, because all the things I listed all impact you at a cellular level, at an epigenetic level, sleeping, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. These things have all been proven to literally impact you on a cellular level. Your sleep impacts your insulin resistance. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's a physical shift that you are making in your body at a very, very minute level. And I think this is absolutely crucial. So if you start adding those things into your life, you may find, because my whole career has been helping women in some phase of menopause lose weight. So I know it can make it more challenging. I wouldn't dispute that, but you can still lose weight. You just need a more robust, comprehensive, holistic approach, most likely. Have you read The Body is Not an Apology by Sonia Renee Taylor? I have not, and I will write that down because I'm always looking for new books. Thanks, yeah. Right on my trusty little, trusty little notepad here. The body. I'll check that out. I just got a book someone recommended to me today, Brain Over Binge, which I cannot read. Wait to read. Yeah, I'll check it out. I sprained my ankle, so I have to rest. Mom of three and two de stress and eating in a deficit. Yeah, I, I broke my foot and it threw me all off. I mean, these things are real challenges, you know? So I, I, I get where you're at. That's a challenge. One thing I'd say, user 109 is please you get go to my bio click the link and get the hypnosis session i give you hypnosis is one of the best ways to de-stress okay so go listen to that session and you can also look up like if you search soundcloud jim katsoulis i got a bunch of sessions there jim katsoulis youtube i put a bunch of hypnosis sessions up there go listen to those those will help you um de-stress that's your main thing right is dealing with the, the frustration of the broken or the, the sprained ankle Having kids that you're dealing with, de-stressing is really one of the most important things you could focus on. So that, that'll help you with it. Let's see here. Hi, new here. Saw your video on how to reprogram your subconscious mind, but how? Again, downsizing. I got to get going, but but go, go to my bio, click the link and watch the training I give you. I talk all about how to reprogram your subconscious mind. Um, it's like a slideshow. It, 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 I think it's a great presentation, but that'll give you a much better sense of it than, than I can give you right now. Jen says, that's the most rational explanation. Well, I always like to hear that. I always like to be rational. Thank you. I'm so thankful that Jim helped me remove my pesky diet brain. I enjoy all foods, drinks, et cetera. Yeah, Don's a superstar. So again, we don't have to diet to lose weight, okay? I thought of you this morning when I was munching on my Ezekiel bread. That's awesome, yeah. The Ezekiel bread's great stuff. Great, great alternative. Also, when I lose weight and I am on less eating mode, reveals emotions, intensely make me overeat. Yeah, Mina, okay, exactly, right? I'm a big believer that emotions are pretty much the prime thing you got to learn how to deal with in order to master your weight because we've been conditioned to use food as our main emotional management strategy so you've got to learn how to feel the emotions you want to feel in your life and deal with the shitty emotions you don't want to feel if you're going to master your weight 
I, I don't see an alternative, you know, short of taking some medicine. But, you, you know, you, you want to deal. And who gives a shit about the medicine? So, so you feel totally stressed or depressed or freaking out about emotions. But now the medicine turned the hunger signal off. So you're not eating. So now you're a thin, fucked up emotional person. Is that what you want? Is that the goal? You know what I mean? What a shitty goal. You know, go at this mindset wise and feel the way you want to feel. Be the person you want to be. There are strategies out there. You know, and the medicine is just a bandaid on something else. But I get it, Mina, and that, that's a big part of it. Danny, hi, Jim. I lost 45 pounds since last January through calorie counting and then hit a plateau. I started listening to your podcast in December and you changed my life. That's awesome, Danny. Congratulations. You're a superstar. That's a huge accomplishment, okay? And the plateau is fine. When you hit a plateau, let it be an opportunity to practice your maintenance, okay? And what I mean by that is mindset-wise, you're practicing, I'm not losing weight. It's okay. But more importantly is you're optimizing your maintenance by making whatever you did to lose 45 pounds easier and more enjoyable, not cutting more calories because you don't know if your body's just adjusting or you need to cut calories. So you want to maintain what you've been doing for a month or two and then notice what happens. If you don't lose any weight, now you're in a better position to start cutting some calories out strategically. But focus on the plateau as maintenance and optimize what you're doing. Make it more enjoyable and easier to do what you've been doing so that you can maintain it easier. And great job. I'm proud of you. Um, Biscuit, your tips are seriously so great. I hear your tips and tricks throughout the day and it's helped my mindset. Yeah, that's awesome, Biscuit. That's why, that's another one, folks. Listen, if you, if you, if it's too much to go to the bio and click the link and get the hypnosis, just follow me at least. I, I put stuff up all the time and randomly getting my videos is helpful. You know, if, if I get annoying, just unfollow me, but you should get it because I, when I come through, it's, it's a different, you're not hearing this stuff ever. You know, I joined your program in December, the lowest tier one without the conference calls. I think you make so much sense in everything you say and appreciate how much you already helped me. Danny, you're awesome. Great job. I'm super proud of you. And I'm glad you joined the program. Shoot me an email, Danny, if you want. I'll, I'll show you. I'll, I'll throw you a complimentary coaching week. OK, so shoot me an email at Jim at Program Yourself com or or message me through TikTok. But I'll, I'll hook you up with a week of coaching calls if you want to get on them. You know, I can help you a lot in even a week, which will be two calls. But I would love to do that. Love to get to meet you and hear more about your success and help you move forward. Best way to lose weight. I don't have time to answer this right now. The best way in the short term, I guess, is go to my bio, click the link, listen to the hypnosis session and watch the training. Okay. Is overweight worse than being underweight? Studies seem to suggest that overweight may be worse, but neither of them are great. But I don't know. The studies are out on that. So I can't, I can't say for sure. I'm day two on Ozempic. I already feel the change in my thinking. I'm not thinking about food. That's great, Cindy. Great job. I hope that helps you out. Oh, I want to read that brain over binge. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you know how it is too. How do you understand menopause as a male? By working with <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of women's in menopause. So I don't understand it as a woman, but obviously I'm not a woman. So, you know, how does a, how does a doctor understand menopause? That's a man. Do you know what I mean? Listen, I don't understand it from a, you know, I'm not a woman, so I don't have it, but I have helped a lot of women to do it. Eric says, do you do hypnosis sessions for other things beside weight loss? Um, not really anymore. I, I really do focus primarily on weight mastery. But if you go to my YouTube channel or if you go to SoundCloud, I've got, I'll make, I make random ones that you can listen to. So I, I would suggest checking those out because those are good too. Don Reed, it was interesting. Yeah, Jody, you might've been the one that actually recommended it to me. Master your weight. Oh, that's interesting, right? Apple user. Yeah, yeah. Master your weight, right? You don't, you're not used to hearing that phrase. Yes. Mastery. Because weight loss is for suckers. Um, you don't want to lose weight, folks, right? Again, you don't want to just get to your goal weight and then what, then what do you do? 
You know, to live at your goal weight is the real goal. And to live at your goal weight, you've got to master your weight. You have to master your mindset and the strategies you use. Thank you. I'll reach out to you to program my subconscious. Yeah, great job, Lucy. Yeah. Again, let, let the let the yo-yo dieting inform your next decision and don't do another yo-yo diet. Do something different. No matter what, just do something different, please. Because <laughs> you'll at least get better. At least you'll get different results no matter what, but at least it'll be different. Okay. I'm Barry. Thanks, Jim. I love your lives. Even if I miss it, I'm listening on Spotify next day. That's right. Yeah, exactly, folks. So go get my go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session, watch the training, get my emails I send you every day. They're all free. And listen to the podcast. It's Program Yourself Then. It's on all the podcast platforms. And there's a video version of it on YouTube. So um, I'm here for you, folks. Okay. I promise you there's a better way. You can lose weight. You can do it. And I'm here to help you. So thanks so much for listening. Great, great call. I really appreciate all your comments today. And um, I really enjoyed that. So uh, have a super day and we'll talk soon. Bye.